This is Bucket Talk, a weekly podcast for people who work in the trades and construction that aren't just trying to survive, but have the ambition and desire to thrive. The opportunity in the trades and construction is absolutely ridiculous right now. So if you're hungry, it's time to eat. We discuss what it takes to rise from the bottom to the top with people who are well on their way and roll up their sleeves every single day. This episode of Bucket Talk, we got a very special guest, one that I grew up with watching, idolizing. Uh, we have Tommy Passamonti, and he also goes by the name Street Bike Tommy. Street Bike Tommy, welcome. My man, my man. It's, it's funny. You actually called me Street Bike Tommy. Everybody these days is like, oh, man, you're uh, you're that dirtback Danny guy. Uh, 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 street car Timmy. Hey, come here. So... When I first, I mean, watching Nitro Circus, watching Travis Pastrana, all that stuff. I mean, we grew up on it. It was like, you're out there trying to do those tricks. You know, you're taking your little BMX bike <laughs> off a little wooden ramp and just lighting your, di- lighting your day up. But in all seriousness, um, you were not an outsider, but you were different than most of the people on that show. You had a background in the trades. You just happened to be part of that crew. They took you in. But um Really wanted to get down and dirty on what you do as a construction worker, a little bit more into the Nitro Circus stuff. But, like, yeah, how'd you get your start? Dude, so I'm extremely different than the rest of the crew. Um, I mean, those guys. So a lot of action sports athletes actually do have a pretty solid background in construction, surprisingly. Yeah, uh, where, you know, the, they're just a bunch of like blue collar dudes that save up some loot and they buy dirt bikes or skateboards or whatever they end up doing and they get good at it. And they obviously drop construction. Um, I never really got good at anything, so I never, ever dropped construction. Yep. <laughs> um, so I, I actually my background uh, in the trades, uh, I grew up second generation commercial drywall man. Um like I, my dad had a, well, still has a drywall company, but we don't really do drywall anymore. Long story, but, um, grew up doing commercial drywall, uh, metal framing. Um, we did a bunch of tenant space for, uh, these big office buildings in in Laurel and DC and Virginia and, um, as far North as Baltimore. I mean, we just, the, the, the DMV, we, we did a ton of like, lease space um where you know corporations would come in and they wouldn't want a whole floor leased out so like we would take it down to the actual structure yeah. and then put the walls back however they wanted it yeah uh, and it was always very simple you know only 90s uh shell white paint uh <laughs> yep. vinyl base you know, no padding, roll out carpet, you know, the easiest drop ceiling you ever think of. Yeah. Um, like it was a big deal if we were doing reveal tile. And I remember my dad teaching me how to do reveal tile. And I thought I was like a wizard. And I had like these, I thought I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm experienced, bro. I got all these skills. Cause I can, I can put a reveal on it on a tile. Oh, Dude, the nineties, the nineties was wild. So different. I mean, yeah. At floral print, gold fixtures. I mean, it was just like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, people are are demoing those houses right now, but Dude, 
And we thought we were killing it because we were pulling down wood paneling and like all that brushed brass. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so awful. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, that actually uh, carried me um, into the whole stunt world because yeah. um, when my friends, they were all going off to college and um, like it seemed like every single friend I had went off to college to get degrees and whatever they were going to do. And I was like, I am forever going to be a drywall man. Like I dropped out of high school because I was positive. I was going to be a drywall guy. No shit. Oh yeah. And, and did you ever go back? Or are you? No. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, like I, I know some guys in the trades legit. I know some yeah. guys in the trades didn't complete eighth grade and whatever, but you just don't hear it anymore. Right. Right. And that, well, because, like, even nowadays, man, like, anybody that really makes money on a job site is, is like, those, like, just pencil pushing. I read a book once, and it's like, bro, if you didn't learn by doing, like, I have no respect for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, the uh, quicker you can – now, I'm not, I'm not saying for anybody to drop out, but the quicker you can get out there and the quicker well, yeah. you can start learning, the more money you're going to make quicker. Well, instead of being a bartender to get by college, like maybe you should take up a small trade and be a laborer, you know, yeah. um, or just an apprentice of any kind, because like the amount of money you make versus some random ass college job, um, man, I can't believe like how well we're still getting paid these days. Um, like, I mean, it really is. It's gotten me by like some tight times because, the stuff that people don't see with filming and doing the TV shows and all that stuff and the traveling with the, the tour, it's really nice when it's happening, but there's huge gaps of time in between. Yeah. And like, if you don't have, um, and like, I'm not like some super like Travis guy where I have like stuff, just sponsors out of sponsors out of sponsors, you know, like I have sponsors where if you see me push a, a product, I only got that product. Like I'm not, I getting... got eight foot five eights gypsum wall board. If y'all need it, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hook brother up, you know, <laughs> moonlighting over here. Just, just don't tell the permit office. Cause I'll, I'll be pulling this. <laughs> Dude, imagine getting like a, a fucking, uh, like a drywall sponsorship. You're the only guy out there oh, ripping yeah. it up with it. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Let's get a sheetrock sponsor or USG. Yo, USG hook a brother up. Bro, I've been trying to get walkie tools, and they keep ducking me, man. They keep ducking me. But I have to go. We got Ryobi. Then I mean, that's the next. That's the next place. I'm just saying, right? (laughs) (laughs) Was that was that podcast over? (laughs) That's it. That's a wrap. No, I mean Ryobi tools is amazing. We should probably use Ryobi tools. (laughs) There you go. Uh but that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. Um, yep. Like I never got any huge contracts or anything like that. Like I made decent money, but like as a young man that didn't graduate high school, like you don't learn till later uh, how dumb you've been with your money. Um, and then, you know, you just, you think it's always going to keep coming. And then like, you know, those times where I did get hurt and I'd have to go six months cause they don't pay you. They like if you're not out there doing it, see you pimping. Like, bye yeah. next up, you know. Because like, unfortunately, Nitro Circus was never like Jackass. Like Jackass stayed a family throughout, and like they just always looked out for each other. And you know, Jackass like 
you see them as jackass, right? Yeah. Like the, yep. they're the dude, uh, they might have a, a person or two on and off. Like they, you know, they had me on in jackass three, but you don't see them adopting like new characters until just recently because everybody's just kind of getting old. Yeah. But, um, it's like nitro circus dude, like from the gate, like the only time there was any like actual loyalty was, uh, the MTV days. And like, that was the greatest days of MTV. Uh, like nitro circus was, was, was MTV. And it was my favorite times period. Like it just seemed like everything after that was just like, we're, we're trying to get back to that. And it just never, everything was clown shoes. You know, it's like, it's kind of corny. Like, they, well, and, and you guys were like, you guys were coming up at that point in time. Like you, you yeah. guys have made a name for yourself. But Travis Pastrana was still somewhat of a new character, and right. and and um, what does it go back to? What was it? Uh, Krusty's when oh, they first yeah. originally Krusty. found him. So yeah. he was a lot younger than than a like, lot of those dudes that had established themselves in that industry. So he was really still uh, creating a name for himself, and uh, you guys it, were you guys just came out the gate with like a whole nother fucking genre. Yeah. It was so rad, man. Like just being part of that whole thing growing and, yeah. and helping shape it into what it is today. And I just feel like, I don't know, the, the brand's just not very um, loyalist. Like, dude, the stuff that really gets on my nerves, it's like, you know, they have a bunch of people that work in the office that just like are very corporate. Yeah. Um, and it's like been very frustrating because like, you know, it seems like the fans and like people that have watched me throughout this whole thing, like they understand that like I'm, I've been around and like help create that brand. I get like these cubicle kids that are like, you know, they'll, they'll label, label me as like street bike, Tommy nitro circus, funny guy. And I'm like, Oh, I'm the funny guy. Yeah. And like, they, don't, they have no idea like what I've done or what I am to, to the brand whatsoever. They're just some, you know, kid out of college. It's like, Oh, I'm going to be the, social media control person for nitro circus and it's just like uh it's been very frustrating of of late so i've i've really just recently fallen completely back on the trades and just been like you know i've never really um created a life for myself at home like i've never gave my i've always had roots in annapolis maryland but i've never like sat down and been like you know what i need to build a life for myself instead of constantly chasing the carrot you know yeah, I mean, I, a lot of people can relate, especially in the trades, is like, you know, we had, we had talked with long-haul truckers, with longshoremen, with, with anybody that's on the road for a long time, and they could yeah. they could relate to the shit that you're doing. You did a ton of travel, and like at some point in time, they're just like, you know, I want to do something a little less extreme. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just want to like have my weekends or fucking hang out with my kids. This this has been the longest I've been home since I've been an adult, and like it's been super nice to have like a routine, uh, actually be included in future plans. Like my friends are actually like, "Oh my god, you can make it this weekend!" And I'm like, "Yeah, dude, like I'm gonna be around." So um, I haven't like made any like career plans. Like I'm just trying to figure it out right now. So I'm actually doing uh, some pretty cool carpentry stuff uh, around Maryland right now. So I'm doing like decks full house remodels additions um you name it to like cabinets to trim base i mean you name it man crown all like 
top to bottom doors, windows, uh, just basic carpentry. But um, what really got me into outside of drywall, like what shifted my gears was actually through COVID. Um, you know, cause everybody knows the government's handling of COVID was just awful. Um, and it killed the entertainment industry, which I was doing a TV show at the time called the explosion show on science channel with Tori Belici. No. Yeah. yeah. Check it out. Man. Background on it. Yeah. It's uh, it's just a show where me and Tori Belici from Mythbusters. Yeah. Um, I, uh, we, it was like host co-host and we went around and we just blew, you know, stuff up. That's right uh, it was, my alley. And did like the science on it, like actually yep. like, uh, and it was like probably my favorite job I've ever had. Like it, for real, for real. I wasn't scared to go to to set. I got to blow stuff up. It was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Um, but COVID killed that because we couldn't film. Uh, and like at the time, I had a barbecue restaurant that I was opening, and I was just over my first year in business and I got shut down and didn't have any lines of credit cause I hadn't been in business long enough. Yeah. Uh, so COVID killed that. And like I said, like, let me correct, uh, the government's handling of COVID killed that. Um, so basically I didn't know really what to do to keep the bills paid. So I actually just went down to Texas and I stayed, uh, for pretty much throughout that whole first year, year and a half. Uh, down in Texas, luckily with my friend JT from Black Rifle Coffee. Yep. And he had uh, his buddy as a roommate at the time, Jeremy. Uh, f- he's a fighter uh, that was on Ultimate Fighter okay. uh, a while ago, and like that yeah, was yeah. like. But like he was doing this uh, heavy timber frame stuff, and uh i fell back on my trades because like i had no other i was like what am i gonna do well down in texas life didn't change at all like the nobody cared about masking nobody cared about social distancing it was awesome um and it was like life never changed but like one day he just needed help and he was like hey man you want to come uh help me you know uh we actually did these uh this giant pergola like he was doing this huge uh pergola for like a big commercial uh, bank that heavy timber frame, uh, stuff. And I was like, sick, dude, I'm down. Like a pergola is easy as hell. Yeah. So we just went out there, slapped up a pergola and, uh, he was, he was this pump. Cause like one, I don't do drugs. I had my own truck. I had my own tools. Um, and I'm, I'm reliable. So, um, now with, with the timber framing, were you doing like the old style or were you, was it just, you know, old reclaimed wood that you guys are screwing together? Uh, this particular job that I started with was, uh, all new wood. Yeah. Uh, but it was, and, and like we did like it was commercial. So we were, we were, uh, fastening to tabs, Yeah, you know, uh, stuff like that. Um, everything was like anchored with, with concrete footers and that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Um, but then we did a bunch of other stuff where there, so if you got, if anybody, if any of the listeners, uh, are familiar and want to see my work. Uh, I did a lot of the, uh, stuff down in Texas, uh, at the stockyards. This is probably the, the, the job oh, that like, I just came people... back from the stockyards, but so it's, it's the, that gangster ass hotel they built down there. Um, God, what the hell was the name of it is, uh, man, my brain is just farting like crazy right now. It's the sick, like, um, fresh. It's got a number. God, I'm re- 
my brain is not working right now. I'm on it. I'm on it. Keep going with the story though. Yeah, it's like uh it's an it's a Marriott property. Um but we did a bunch of uh like shiplap stuff uh with reclaimed wood and like these huge huge beams for their event center and uh, a few of the bars have some really really cool uh rough cut uh timbers for the bar uh area. Yeah. God, what the hell was that? I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. I can't find it. It's killing me. It's uh, it's in the stockyards. And we were there for a while, man. Like, we set these big old, like, fireplace mantles that are just these, like, really ornate, huge pieces of oak. The crescent? No, no. It's like a... Oh, the white one. Oh, man. Hold on a second. It's, it's really It's like nice. the sickest place I've ever seen in my life. As soon as you say, is this Drover? The Drover. Is it? Uh, Is there a number attached to it? 97 West Hotel Drover? I want to say it's a Marriott property. I think it's the Drover. Because they had just named it when we left. Okay. Right as we were wrapping up, it had the. That was right there with all the the shops, all the brick nice shops right there. And then, I mean, that's. That's where, like, all, like, we went down there for PBR Worlds, and, like, it's just, like, yeah. McLaren, yeah, freaking so, G-Wagon. Well, it's got the big-ass, so, like, when I was leaving, they they put up this big-ass, like, cowboy that was, like, a neon cowboy that was last. Yep, it, yep, yep, it's the drover yeah. right up front, and there's, yeah. like, water fountains, everything. Yeah, and, yeah no, that's crazy. Dude. So, like, the millwork in that place, oh, even on the outside, so when you're looking at the drover, uh, the reclaimed wood to the right on the outside of the building. Yep. That's all me. Um, yeah, dude. Jeremy May. Me and Jeremy May did a ton of work in there, dude. Um, and that's who I was working with. Was We were doing a ton of stuff uh, subcontracted out of Texas Timberframe. So, um, oh, like every, every, every hotel room's got like exposed beams. Dude, so it's like the sickest place ever. And they had just named it the Drover like wh- right as we were like wrapping up. Dude, it looks like like something out of Yellowstone, like a Mon- uh, like a Montana Lodge type Bro, deal. It is the sickest. <laughs> I want to go. Like I want to go stay there. I haven't had a chance to get down there and stay. But but so like that's the 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 kind of stuff that I was doing was like those big commercial stuffs. And then um, we traveled out to Nebraska for a couple months uh, and actually stayed on site um, and did this like golf course that was all cedar siding and cedar yeah. trim and. It was just, it's just really fun, you know, uh, when you're using a, like a big giant 24 inch circular saw, you know, <laughs> a widow maker. <laughs> oh dude, the coolest tools in the world, man. Uh, yeah. those big red clown hammers. Yeah. 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 Uh, just, I, I, well, actually I used to use them in the automotive and big fucking dead oh, yeah. hammers, <laughs> yeah, big old snap on fucking. Yeah. It's, I used to call, I was like, Hey man, go get the Ronald McDonald. <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's fucking crazy. That's awesome, dude. So, I mean, it's kind of cool. Like, just to recap, so you started off for a lot of people that that don't understand the progression. And and I, I've been there. And, you know, a young Jeremy, young mechanic, I'm like, you know, doing oil changes, doing shit like that. I'm trying to picture myself as, like, the top guy and how do I yeah. get there. And a lot of it is just absorbing knowledge, paying attention, helping out, um, getting your hands dirty. I mean, you literally went from hanging sheetrock to now yeah. doing timber work, um, finish work, tile, all that yeah. shit. 
and it's like you can make the jump and and it's kind of a light switch too it's like next thing you know you're doing it and you're like fuck i used to i never understood how to get here my biggest advice to anybody trying to get in the trades is just get in it uh pay attention to the older dudes because like to start like you can do any trade that you want if you can read a tape measure like for real for real if you can read a tape measure and do some basic math like you can do you can build anything you just got to be around the old dudes that know how to do like the little things that are going to help you along your way and like uh, planning your next piece you know and a lot of that if um you how I, i felt like i learned the most was when i would do demo with the older guys really like because like when back in the early days when my dad would be like hey all these walls need to come down and we'd do me and my brother we would go in there and we would knock these walls down aimlessly like with hammers just like hitting them as many times as possible and turning it into dust and like the old guys come in just shaking their head fucking clean it all up you dickheads <laughs> you know where nowadays dude all i do is i'll run my saws all down down the middle of a wall pull them out in big pieces neatly yeah, in the dumpster whole sheets yeah and like super clean easy and then like you know it's like little things like little touches like you run your your uh razor blade uh your utility blade down your joints where the wall that you don't want to mess up meets the wall that you are messing up you cut that tape joint so it doesn't you don't have to redo the mud on the wall that you don't want to mess up nice you know it's like little things like that that you pick up uh from experienced people it's like little tricks um you know or like just dumb stuff is like you know tacking your trim up so you don't have to hold those 16 foot pieces if you don't have like you know a little lackey to hold it for you yeah you know uh just dumb stuff man like getting into trades is like the best thing in the world and i think that everybody should learn how to do it because one uh it's great money for you to do it. And two, if even if you plan on doing something else with your life, it's really cool to have that skill to where you don't have to call anybody. Yeah. Yeah. For anything. I mean, it's, it's transferable across a lot of planes and yeah. like, you know, you can pick and choose what you want to do. I can't stand fucking painting. I will pay a painter <laughs> to come and fucking paint my house, but I'll tackle pretty much anything. Um, Dude, sometimes it's a little dangerous, but we I'm, get it done. I, I, I love painting. Actually, I, I do. Uh, so I'm a drywall finisher. Uh, that's a skill that people still look at me like I'm a wizard. Like yep. even like super old heads are like, they see my skills with that and they're like, whoa. <laughs> and I'm like, bro. I, so like it was easy for me because like my dad actually started me in finish work by uh, letting me make my own peanut butter sandwiches. And he used to tell me to make the peanut butter as smooth as I could. Mudding and taping, man. That's an art yeah. in itself. Yeah, he was. He, that, that's how he started me. He was like, "I'll let you. I'll let you get into into real mud if if you can make your sandwiches smooth." <laughs> Shit, that's that's one way of looking at. It. But <laughs> you do. You're right. There is. It's wild because I should have drawn the the uh, the connection here because there is a different temperament to people that mud and tape and paint versus yeah. your normal construction work. Oh, Usually they're 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 a little less stress free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're just, you know, and yeah. and they really enjoy their work and like yeah. nothing rattles them. You know, yep. you're not gonna get a 
a hothead in there fucking Monday Dude, taping. Because Kramers, bro, are the hottest heads. <laughs> my brother-in-law's one. Oh, my God. Like, strictly Framers crack me up. Dude. Like, it is the funniest shit in the world how, how like, short-tempered and, like, they know everything until they have to do it. Yep. You know, it's like, hey, uh, they're like, why are you doing it like that? Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, so, like, what I'm going to need you to do the next hour is, you know, just build this bulkhead real quick. And, like, they'll put up the framing. It's like, yeah, okay, but now, now do the drywall. And they're all like. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Well, it's also, it's also above them, too, you know. That's what they think. Yeah, yeah. That's what they think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit, dude. All right, so fast forward a little bit further. Like, what, you know, you had the barbecue gig. You had all this other stuff going on. Um, what do you What are you thinking for the future, your own company? Dude, are I you could, just playing it by ear right now? Like, for real, for real, I don't even know. Like, I just got a bug up my butt, and I was like, you know, I'm over it. And, like, I, I just fully committed to being home. And like, I didn't have a clue with what I was going to do, but because I'm a skilled dude and I have all my, my own tools, I got a running truck. <laughs> I'm on time. Um, I don't do drugs. So, yeah. you know, it's like in, in the construction world, you know, I'm, I'm upper management material, bro. With just that. Yeah. Like, like pick one if you yeah. want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, that's also, so it's funny. You got like a trifecta right there. Dude, in the trades, it's amazing that you can just literally show up. And as long as you show up on time. Sober. Yeah. It does not matter if you can do it or not. They just want <laughs> there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes not sober, but we don't condone yeah. that. Yeah. We, that, dude, back in my day, my dad used to get so mad at me, bro. I'd come into work just straight out of a bar. Fucking hammered. Shattered. Yeah. <laughs> hammered. He'd be like, go home. I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> we used to have, and uh, I don't know, uh, we were around the, when I first got into the industry, um, we were around the time when like breathalyzers became a thing in cars. Yeah. And so a lot of our customers <laughs> would leave like a fresh mouthpiece in there, like, yeah. and then you just had to blow into it to bring it into the garage. And I'm like, right. fuck. <laughs> I can't, I can't. But dude, you know what's so funny? I was actually just talking about this the other day. Even today, in 2023, right? This one of my, like, almost every Milwaukee tool that I have, yeah. it's just, for instance, this is my pocket knife. Every Milwaukee tool that costs like 50 bottle bucks. opener. Yeah, exactly. Dude, my radio has a bottle opener. <laughs> my 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 speed square has a bottle opener. My Everything's knife... fucking twist off now anyway. I don't get I don't get it. I don't get it. Like what kind of fancy ass construction dudes are you trying to like appeal to here? <laughs> I like the and I don't know if you've seen like uh, a whole bunch of the parodies, but now they got those like silicone like uh, Coca-Cola sleeves that go over the beer can. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude. Well, dude, that that's like a guy that uh, I actually like one of the dudes that I had to work with when I was younger uh, because he was like one of those dude, like one of my dad's longtime friends. Yeah. Um, he was just the drunkest human being ever. And like they called the guy Grub, man. He was just like that. Like picture a guy named Grub with red hair and a beard. Like, yeah. like, like, like a weird, like not like a cool beard, but like yeah. a scrappy beard. <laughs> That that is exactly who that 
oh, he was just, I don't know, but Marlboro Light and Budweiser. That's, Wait, that's... He would, no, dude, way no worse. Smoker? Way no, worse? No, he would smoke, but it was like American Spirits. <laughs> and it was like uh, he drank Bush Lights and he would knock back a 30 pack a day yep. starting at two o'clock when he would get off. He would go out to his uh, white Beretta and he'd pump his trunk and he would pull out warm bush light out of a 30 pack and he would stick it in this like 10 year old 7-Eleven cup that he had and he would stick his straw, straw down right in, into it yeah. and he would drive home like that and he'd be like, Ugh. the trick, the trick, Bro, yeah, get out of here. So like long story, but uh, I don't have uh children of my own but uh i got my little guy will he's my ex-stepson he's been in my life since he was three weeks old yeah uh and he's 10 now uh and he like likes to play roblox and like he facetimes me all the time and like we play we play roblox with facetime in the background so like we can talk yeah so he's just trying to facetime me like (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh i gotta turn that that (laughs) put me on silent my bad homie no no you're good you're good i mean fucking my kids learned how to use use Alexa, and like, oh, it's, tied, it's it's tied to my wife's phone. So they're yeah. like, it's like call Jeremy Perkins, and then they call me. Yeah, and so I it comes up as my wife's number. I'm like, shit, what's up? And it's like my kids, and it's like, dad. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I actually got uh, Travis real bad one time uh, because this was like before we all knew. Like this is like right. He had Alexa like right out of the gate because like you know they sent him stuff had that prototype but it was like it was like his wife's Lindsay's number and like um we uh <laughs> we <laughs> we were all drunk and uh we uh hit him up and like we said alexa call travis and like <clears throat> he was like hey babe i was like uh what and he was like who's this <laughs> like all quick i was like i don't know bro this is just this girl's phone I'm hanging out with. <laughs> Dude, that's gotta be he the worst like, fucking thing ever. He was like so pissed that he didn't even recognize my boy my voice, which like really like blew me away. Yeah. He like saw red that fast. And uh he was like, What are you doing with my wife's phone? I was like, I don't know, dude. We were just hanging out. She didn't say anything about being married. And he was just like just he had this like pause right then. And then we were like, ah! <laughs> yeah, you don't want to take that any further. <laughs> he was so... Oh, dude, I, I'd never heard that <laughs> voice before. And then he, did, he didn't even think it was funny after. Like, he wasn't like, ah, oh, good one, guys. He was just like, stop playing. Click. That's fucking hysterical. Oh, man. It so, was good. let's... Um, I mean, obviously, our listeners are probably itching. What is your crazy, craziest fucking accident you've had other than i mean was the ball pit the accident of of your life or i mean that was you know or the foam pit ball pit jesus christ yeah yeah well so you're not the first person that said that so like (laughs) well it's kind of like so like when it's like i'm never gonna correct people on was and where and we're there i knew what you were talking about like i hate it when people feel like they are you didn't use a comma shut up you know, whatever. Ball pit, phone pit. It's a big pit that's safe. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, and you missed it. 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even. I wasn't even worried about it. Like I, I, I let that thing sail right on by. <laughs> no, dude. So like that started my career. Yes. Um, but that was one of maybe, I want to say, well over a dozen times in my life where I personally, in my brain, was like, "This is it." Like, I died right here. Like this. This is where I'm dying. Like I'm. I'm not gonna survive this. Dude, but like, why? Like after that accident. What like I would have been like fuck it I'm done I'm not doing this ever again. Like, so that's where I was initially, but then I was 20 years old, like 21, and it like sparked this whole thing locally because like I was locally well known to start with just from being like that's how I even met Travis like uh, when they were filming like he was looking for people that would like you know do random cool shit yeah and. Like, everybody kept talking about me locally because they all knew that like, I was like just class clown and would do anything basically. And, uh, that's how I got the invite over there. But like, man, it's just, I didn't mean, first of all, I didn't mean to, to like overshoot the phone pit. Like that was an accident. Like, you know, everybody gives me way, way more credit than, than I deserve on that. <laughs> yeah. one. Uh, uh, but so initially because it hurt and like i thought that like you know now i have to live with these lingering injuries my whole life uh still to this day it's the only one that i i feel every single day um but it was right after that and i'm 21 years old and i'm downtown annapolis and dude like i was like everybody and their mother was like buying me drinks and like everybody wanted to talk to me and like whenever i was around like a group of chicks like all the dudes were always like you don't know who this is. And like, you know, now I have all of a sudden I have these, like this attention from like chicks that are way out of my league, (laughs) way out of my league, you know? And like, I I, I see, I see why you did the next one (laughs) fully like that. Girls was the original reason why I got into nitro circus. And like, I just didn't want to be boring, you know? And, um, once I like was, it just like slowly, like trip by trip, by trip, by trip. It was like, you know, at that time, like the coolest place I had been was like Florida to go visit my grandma, you know? Um, and then all of a sudden I'm like traveling around the world. Uh, and every single time it was just like this last minute, like I got a passport in 24 hours, uh, because randomly Andy Bell couldn't make it to Romania for Romaniacs. And Greg Godfrey was like, Hey, do you want to race Romaniacs? And I was like, when is it? He was like, Oh, it's like, uh, I think he said Thursday, just ran just for sake of story. He was like Friday and it was like Wednesday and I was all like, okay. And like, I ended up getting my passport within 24 hours. It cost me 980 bucks and I had to do everything actually in DC. Like I, I was in Washington DC at the official like passport place and the yeah. embassies, um, Cause I had to do the Romanian thing. I had to go to their embassy. I had to get like all this stuff. And I had to like, but like, these are the stories. And dude, that was the first time I ever got recognized either. Like when I was on that trip in Romania, this dude comes up and he's like, you know? And I was like, holy shit. This is awesome. Yeah. So, you know, it just, it was just too cool to pass up, man. And then like in between it all, I still had a regular job. Like it's always been that to this day. Like yeah. I've always had 
construction work that has carried me through. Oh, and like before I forget, this is totally sidetracked. It has nothing to do with nothing. But um, as far as like uh, Brunt Boots, right? So uh, when you guys sent me the boots, right? Yeah. I get the boots. I, I put them on. And I'm like, these are freaking awesome. And like right out of the gate, like best boots I've ever had. Not yeah. even, I'm not just saying it. Like oh, I've yeah. had. I've had, uh, so up until that pair, like my favorite pair was the Timberland Pros, but this knocks those out of the water uh, because I've really put them through the paces because uh, I got flat. Like, you know how like nerds are like Ford Chevy and like, you yeah. know, you, you get the nerds, right? <laughs> yeah. And like even the tool nerds, they're like Milwaukee, DeWalt, whatever. Like, I can't stand that shit. Like. You will never know the difference in that tool, like yeah. ever. Yeah. Shut up. It's like, do you like red or, or yellow? Shut up. <laughs> um, but they're like, both a hammer to me. Yeah, but like that's what I'm saying. Like brunt boots, dude. Like I was like stoked. I was like, these are extremely well made. They're super comfortable. But then like I got the nerds that were like, oh, do 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 Red Wing, do do do, and I'm all like, bro, shut up. And they're like, uh, I bought a pair of brunch and they, they, they were ruined in like three months. And I was like, send me a picture. And they sent me this picture, right? And the toe looks like somebody kicked the end of metal studs, like a stack of metal studs for two days straight. And I'm all like, no wonder, you know, the rest of the boot looks amazing. Uh, and, and, but here's, I, I got like super fired up because like, as soon as I got my boots, I was like, there's no way that these are going to be you know, trash. He said three months. So, um, I was like, uh, he said, I bet you a hundred dollars. Those aren't going to last three months. And I was like, hundred dollars bet. So I got this <laughs> bet going on with this guy with, with your boots. Right. There you go. And, uh, dude, I've like put them through the paces. I've worn them every single day. I'm being honest with the bet. Right. Yeah. And like, I've tried to do things. Um, like I walk on nails all the time. Uh, that's the only thing that's really, I got one nail through the side leather, but it didn't pierce the actual boot, yep. like just, just the side leather. Yep. Uh, and like, I, I, it was my own fault, like that kind of thing. Yep. But like, as far as where, uh, I was like, I heel kick deck all the time. So like yeah. when I'm putting when, like Trex deck. Yeah. So like I run through boots like crazy because like I'll heel kick it in place and then hold it. You know, so it like I get a nice tight gap, right? Yeah. Um. Uh. So it holds on those spacers really well, you know, but it smokes the heels, right? And like that glue will give up, dude. I've been running these things like crazy, and not a single thing's wrong with them. That's uh, what I'm saying. So I cannot wait to get my hundred bucks from this clown, bro. <laughs> and like I shouldn't say clown because he's a nice guy, and like, um. He was nice in the comments and and the messages and stuff, but I was like, dude, I'm, I'm fully like, I'm in for a hundred. Like these boots are amazing. And and I what, just that what, story. what boot do you got, by the way? The Perkin. Oh well, look at that. Who's it named? Oh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, built tough. <laughs> built tough. Tough is out there. Um, yeah, dude. So like, I I like a a full steel toe. Yeah. Um, I like a high boot. Um, and I like a thick sole. Um, cause I got a thick soul. What's up? No, but, um, <laughs> you know, cause like we're do, constantly Two doing constantly doing Two C's. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, 
but uh yeah man like we're doing demo all the time and like nails are a real issue and so far they've been not an issue so that was one of the biggest things for me and 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 now i'm not even really talking product i am talking product but um one of the things that i had a problem with when i was in the trades and 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 coming up was like dude i was wearing like the 99 dollar the 89 dollar yeah and like everybody right right yeah and and one thing i'll tell you as i got older i and and injury prone, um, knee back issues, all that stuff. You sit there and you're like, I was, I was looking at a lot of older guys and they're wearing just like straight up new balance. And you're like, right. dude, like you're not going to wear a work boot. And they're like, I don't care if my foot gets cut off. I just want to be fucking comfortable for the yeah. day. And that was, that was kind of the thesis for a lot of this stuff was like, yeah, it's gotta dude, be durable. It's gotta be safe. But at the same time, comfort is like everything, right? I'm, I'm standing dude, on concrete fucking 12 hours plus a day. Yeah. And it's just fucking, that's what's going to put me in the grave. Not the fucking. Yeah. Dude, my brother, my brother to this day, he's like the best contractor I know, period. Um, he's the kind of guy that goes to work, d- puts in a full day, comes home from work, changes his tools out, and then goes back to work because he's got some side job. Yeah. And the days when he doesn't have a side job, I see him like at, at his house. He'll be watching TV. And I'm like, what do you got? What do you got on? And he's like watching work. I'm like bro, what are you doing? Stop it. <laughs> but, uh, he, he's a tennis shoe guy. He, yeah. he loves his tennis shoes. Yeah. There's that. I mean, the, the Cali crowd, I mean, those guys are just like vans out, you know, all yeah. day long. Just, just like, dude, I, I don't like vans, vans and Dickie shorts. That's it. And Dickies are, are trash too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Bands and Dickie Short. I mean, I can't hate because it's a vibe. I mean, it, you don't fuck with that SoCal vibe, but at the same I time, like, <laughs> bro, it's just trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Us, us people up in the Northeast fucking yeah. can't take a fucking hot day. Fucking no. melting. Dude, me, I prefer it. Yeah, I, for real? I can't do the cold, man. Like, Right now, like, I love wearing shorts and T-shirts. Like, I love it. But the cold, my body shuts down. Like, it just hurts. Yeah, I could imagine. I I just saw the fucking x-ray you posted. Your your fucking knees fucking shot. Since 2004, it's been like that. (laughs) That's That's wild. They couldn't put, like, gum in there or something? Like, pack some cartilage in? Like, uh, they, they, they can, uh, but they say that like the only way to fix what I have is a a full Full knee replacement and they, they have to do those every 20 years. Like, and that's, if you're lucky, it goes that far. And like, I just don't want to do multiple knee replacements. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to hold out as long as possible. Yeah. Well, my dad got his hip done, and he's like, he feels like fucking Superman now. He's out That's there. That's what fucking... everybody says, and I'm all like, I'm waiting, dude. He's up there doing farm chores and shit. I'm like, Dad, Jesus. He goes, I should have got it done a lot earlier. I, I like, got this hip. Yeah, I got the hip. <laughs> shit. Well, fuck, man. This has been this has been unbelievable. Um, it's great to get to know you. Um, it's great to get your backstory because I've I've actually listened to a few podcasts. Um, with you and I obviously, you know, know the story. Um, but yeah, it's always nobody ever asks about like the actual like life that led me 
to it and like i'm still in it like nobody so when i was negotiating my contract on the on the 3d movie i actually yeah. had to jump out of a, a ditch that had a giant jackhammer in and i'm all like busting up this ground i'm like trying to take a time out so i can talk to my agent uh at the time to negotiate a movie deal it's it was hilarious but <laughs> uh i've never gotten out of construction always been in construction um and it, it was really nice to talk about that side of things hell yeah hell yeah well thank you for everything and uh is there anything you want to plug dude it's just you guys um and like maybe kicker kicker audio just gave me a new set of speakers for my truck that i'm putting in next week no shit no shit there you go it's a little thing bro you know i got got my f-150 that i'm putting you know really rad kicker stereo in just because i'm in it the most you know because like in construction you know you're that's the one thing that I wish I could change about construction is the commutes, you know, are always trash. Dude, I grew up, I grew up with like, we grew up with the sound systems, right? And yeah. And for me, Nobody I, does it anymore. but I never was able to afford one. So like, oh. like when I finally get that money, I'm going to put like fucking subs in the back. Yeah. I'm going to be the dude that's trunk rattling down the fucking yeah. road at like fucking 50 yeah. years old. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I the thing is I I didn't even go subs. Like I went uh really sick door speakers like their Q series. Yeah. Uh, really really amazing door speakers and I just got a little uh like uh hideaway 10. So yeah. like I'm going to have 10 uh oh, just shit. for clear clear base, but yeah, I didn't mean to get sidetracked, but yeah, and I know I know you probably are trying to wrap this up and I'm just blabbering. No, no, dude. I mean, yeah. people don't realize like that was what we did was fucking amp yeah. stereos like Yeah. Dude, my buddy had underglow underneath his car. It was yeah. it was like the fucking coolest things. It yeah. was, what was it? Old Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. Like it was like Dude, in the nineties version. Shit. <laughs> I had a Delta eighty eight, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sitting on eighteen chromes. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dude, I had four twelve inch uh, solo barracks, and like so, I've been with Kicker like my whole life. Like yeah. I'm, and they were one of my first sponsors, which is funny because like they were first set of speakers that I bought. Uh, for a explorer that I had, uh, I had four twelves just and like no door speakers, no dynamat, like just <laughs> subs and amps. Yeah, yep, that's it, that's it. And the and the the pioneer with the dolphins that would like like digitally kind of like do that thing. Okay, like the head I, unit. I never Remember? saw him. That's crazy. The, like the the head unit that like yeah. it had oh, like the, yeah, little, yeah, yeah. The, little, the little show it was like a tamagotchi. It's like the <laughs> sickest thing in the world, dude. <laughs> Change colors and shit. Oh yeah, and it was like you know, I had to take it with me when I go into restaurants. Oh, take the faceplate right off into the case into the pocket. Yep. See you later. <laughs> but then, dude, <laughs> I'm I'm dating myself. But my my wife, when I first met her, she had like the DVD screen that like. Oh yeah pulled out oh, yeah. and then like flipped up automatically i, I was like <laughs> i had that bro and like i was the coolest kid like nobody had that nobody it was so fucking nobody. expensive yeah That's it wild. was uh yeah i miss those days dude those were good times no yeah. fucking care in the world check out my cd collection as i go down the road and i'm rifling through my cds Dude, all up on the visor, fucking. Dude, no, you had you had your bangers in the visor, but you had the <laughs> book. You had the, the book, book, all of them. It was four here, four there. Yeah. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. And then if if you really made it, you had like a six or eight CD changer in the oh, back the of, in the trunk. 
Dude, I had no loot for the changer because I spent all my money <laughs> with the subs. <laughs> Fuck man, we. I feel like we need to have a follow up podcast on the nineties. <laughs> Let's go, nostalgia baby. <laughs> Shit. Well, hey, thanks for being on, and uh, this was fucking epic. I appreciate the time, man. And as a special thanks to our loyal listeners, we're giving $10 off your next purchase of $60 or more at BruntWorkWear.com. Use discount code BUCKETTALK10. That's BUCKETTALK10.